You know, it's a great pleasure to be here. And every time I come, I'm very happy because why I see good friends, old friends, young friends. I wouldn't say old friends huh? because I'm, I'm, I'm also quite young. Huh? I'm only 27. But you know, God has been so good. God has been really good and uh, uh, in all things, in everywhere that I'm able to go, I've been able to uh, kind of connect with people and it has been a joy to see so many people. I've been to practically all the uh, most, in fact, not all, uh, quite a lot of churches throughout Malaysia um, during my tenure with uh, NECF and Focus on the Family. And this year for Focus on the Family, this is my 10th year. And so imagine. So, well, our old horse has uh, up the, um, uh, up the, the tenure and uh, I've still got uh, 20 years to go. So, so you need to imagine how, how, how it is. Uh, you know, I looked at it and said, oh my God, I thought I was going to retire. He says, you must be joking. Anyway, I bring greetings to you from Focus on That Family. And before I go into my message, I just want to share something uh, with you first about Focus. And at the same time, you know, Pastor, what you said just now and what you, uh, uh, what you um, uh, was uh, preaching to the young people, I think for us all, uh, it, it is something that we need to know. Our strength is in the Lord. And uh, so don't get discouraged. And I'm sure this is why I brought this book. Have you ever feel like giving up hope? and healing when you feel discouraged, okay? So this is one book that, is, uh, that, that I, I have. And then some of us, uh, we are very angry people nowadays because on the roads, uh, you've got a lot of road bullies and all. I have a book that says, Controlling Your Anger Before It Controls You, right? And then uh, many, many of us come across uh, people that are really uh, horror to us, you know? And uh, um, when, uh, when we look at them, we say, you crazy people. Well, how do you handle difficult people? I've got a book for you also, right? And at the same time, uh, also in terms of uh, some of us cannot make friends. You know, there are people who are very introverted and um, I, I know some are very, very introverted. Uh, but the thing is that you see, we can always open up and I have a God, how to be a friend. Okay? Plus a lot of other books, uh, Stormy O'Martian books on, um, on uh, prayer and uh, even for children. So uh, go and browse around at the back when you finish, uh, don't, don't just rush off. But anyway, a very happy and a very uh, wonderful uh, Father's Day to all the fathers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers. If there are any here, you know, you are precious people. They are precious people. My daughter just gave me a note uh, uh, early on, right early in the morning, to, to just have a word of greeting and tell me she loves me. It's a very good thing, you know. I have two children, my girl, and uh, that's in KL, and one boy that is in the U.S. right now. And uh, so they are, they are well and truly grown-up people, but they are lovely people. So allow me just a few minutes to share with you about Focus on the Family, some of the things that are going on. You see, Focus on the Family is a non-profit organization that is set up with a very, very clear vision, and that is to strengthen families. And this is something that we need to do nowadays. The families are breaking, breaking apart, and families are just going really down the drain, really, really, if you look at families, unfortunately. So we really need to pray for families. Okay, and so therefore, we are committed to strengthening the family unit because that is very important. If the family unit is strong, then the, uh, uh, the society is strong. And if society is strong, nation is strong. And so therefore, everything rests on this one unit, the family. So we want to encourage and to promote and enrich family life. And that is why focus on the family is so important. Family, focus on the family now has been in uh, existence in Malaysia, founded by uh, Mr. Lee Wee Min. And uh, he has been, uh, it is 20 years now, this is our 21st year of, uh, of uh, existence in Malaysia. And so therefore, it is a big responsibility. Now he has given up the uh, Malaysian directorship and uh, he is now the uh, Asia Regional Director, Executive Director, and he travels around very much. And to replace him is our last time, our General Manager, Benny. So this is the new face that you will be seeing a lot of, Benny Kong. All right, and so he will take over, and he has taken over, in fact, uh, as the director, executive director for Malaysia. All right, and so therefore, these are things that we need to really be uh, be on the lookout for. Younger generation, younger, uh, um, shall I say, focused and focused on the young people, the younger generation, because we are going on in years. But there is one group that is coming up that needs that replacement into 
this society and the younger ones are the ones that we need to really nurture and get them going, working, young working adults. And so, therefore, also for the married ones, we still we have this uh, campaign that is going to go on from July to October called We Still Do. This comes from the, um, the earlier campaign that we had called I Do campaign for married couples. In uh, July to October, it is a campaign that we hope we will strengthen 10,000 families because it's going to be nationwide, it's going to be a competition and there's a lot of things that you will find on the internet and we are hoping that you too can be uh, part of it. Go into our website, I'll, I'll let you have the website later. It's www.family.org.my, very simple, family.org.my. Okay? And then we have another one that is coming up in November called Family with a Mission. Some of you may have heard of it. Family with a Mission, we call it Fam Camp. And it's a three-day camp for families. You must go as a family. All right? As a family, therefore, you will learn and you will cultivate the bonding together. You will discover what your values are of your children, of your parents. And, uh, and it is a very fun time. We've, we've had this and it has been a tremendous success. And so, therefore, we are trusting that uh, some of you may even join. Go into our website and look for the uh, uh, application forms and all. This is well worth going. You know, this, uh, th this group that is there, you know, the, the way that they do their wee fee, selfie, whatever fee that you have, these are also part and parcel of uh, the competition. And they come up with a family mission statement as a competition. Which statement is the best? You know, what is your value? So understand, family with a mission. This is where we are. Okay, so right now, let's get into what God has given to us this morning. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you and we bless you for the time that you are having with us and that, Lord, we can come and praise you and right now, God, enable us to focus our minds upon you and, Lord, enable us to understand what you are trying to teach us this morning because, God, over and above all things, what we need is you in our lives, your input into our lives so that, God, our lives can be better and better all the while. And so, Father, just continue to lead and guide this morning. We submit to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father's Day, I don't know how you're going to treat your fathers uh, um, and, uh, and so on. When I go back uh, I, tonight, we are going to have a Father's Day dinner. Uh, not my, my, uh, uh, and it's going to be a, a big family dinner as it is. And in that, what we do is we just let go and talk about old times. You know what it is? We talk about old times, but old times are good times and new times are also good times because then we learn from the new ones, yeah? And so therefore, on a scale of 1 to 10, fathers, rate yourself. How do you rate as a father? Um, don't, don't tell me, okay? <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> okay? And then children, those of you who are children, how on the same scale, how do you rate your father? This is important. You know, the father and, and uh, uh, your, your rating of yourself and your children's rating of you. And mothers, what you need to do is to be the referee. Don't let them fight, okay? This is a friendly competition. Now, let me tell you, because it's very, very interesting exercise and it does tell you how you how you think and the way that your children think and the difference that you will find. Because I have found it to be so. Uh, um, where, where, when you get together like this and when you talk, now my children and I, we, and our, in our family, we do talk and we, we, we do compare notes, you know. And um, um, I'll tell you more later. But listen to what children appreciate about, uh, um, about their fathers. Number one, they say that he takes time for me. He listens to me. I fail there when I was young. Because why? When I was young that time, you know, I was in business. I was not pastor. Uh, the Lord didn't call me until I was uh, 40 years old, like Moses, uh, near, near, near enough, you know. But the thing is that, you see, during that time, you know, we, we were in business and I was trying to make my million, you know. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, by 40, I will be a millionaire. And I was going on. And my children, when I go, go, to, uh, uh, when I go to work, my children are not up yet. When I come back, the children are nearly asleep, you know. So therefore, it, it, it's like that. And I don't have time for them, except when they were very, very young that time. Then my wife and I, we take turns to read to them. Now, don't think that children, when they are young, they don't know anything. We started when they were in the court 
we put on nursery rhymes, Christian little hymns and so on, uh, uh, short little things for them on the tape and uh, they will listen as they sleep and, uh, and, uh, and that's how it is. And then as they grow up, uh, by the time they were about two years old, we started to read to them. And we read to them uh, um, these little things and we play with them and uh, that's a precious time that they will remember. And I remember even now, my children, when we get together, we talk about we need a pool. Did you know that? Why? Because these are things that they remember. These are the things that they, they, they really get into it and they will, they, they will reminisce on it. And these are things that are important. And by the time they were uh, three, by the time they were three, they cannot read as it is yet, but they remember. And page by page, I've seen them. Page by page, they will just recite, you know, and never go wrong. Why? Because when they are young, they have got the capacity to take in. So take time for them. Listen to them. Then the next thing is, he plays with me. He invites me to go to places with him. Again, I fail. Because why? Too busy. When the children say, let's go and play badminton, I say, yeah, okay, hold on when I have time. You know, and I never have time. Right? So therefore, and as, as I rate myself, then I know that uh, these are things that are important to them. And children, they are very precious. They are only with us as children for a short period of time. Although my mother, even when I was 50 years old, she still treated me like a child. But that's beside the point, you know. But that's lovely. You know, at least I know that my mother loves me. You know, and my father also. But my father treats me different. You know, of course, uh, father, father, uh, last time, uh, you know, we will never be able to get up later than 7 o'clock. If we get later than 7, we get up, we get scolding. And uh, they, he will wake us up and, well, do something. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, these are the things that are very, very precious. Then the thing is that uh, he treats my mother well, he's nice to my friends. Ah, I pass. I pass. Because why I do that? And uh, this is where I show my children how we treat one another. And uh, my children, my, my children love that, to see us, you know, and be together with us. And understand, you know, my, when my son was uh, in Form 5, he can just very, very close uh, uh, to, to us, and because I don't have time at that time, uh, he would invite the mother to go and see pictures. Now, children don't do that normally. You know, mom, he, he said, Mom, you know, go and see pictures with me. The last thing youngsters like that want is to see the parents with them. You know, you go to the supermarket, you see your friends come, mom, you lock, you, you go to the back, huh? I go first. You know what I mean? So these are things. Then the next thing is that he only punishes me when I deserve it. Yeah, because sometimes huh, we nag and we, uh, we, we go after them and everything, huh, we, we go and uh, this is something that I, I, uh, I pass also. I pass, you know, because uh, I don't nag. But the thing is that if they are wrong, I punish. But the thing is that uh, um, uh, sometimes uh, I only whack my, my son once. Once. That's all. Because uh, of uh, something that he did uh, where he was concentrating on his music and he forgot about his exams and all his report card came out all red except one, English, because he was very good in his English. And uh, that's it, apart from that. You know, that was the only time. Then he's not afraid to admit when he's wrong. Yeah. Do you see, say sorry to your, children, to, to your children? Very, very important. I passed that also. You know? So I got 60%. I got 60%. And uh, I'm not proud that I got 60%, but the thing is that, you know, these are things I learn as I go along. And uh, this is how we are. Okay? And then one of the greatest legacies that we can pass to our children is not riches, it's not properties, it's not all that we have. Fathers are actually ordained by God to give spiritual leadership in the home. That is the most important thing that we need to do, you know. And the fathers, are, you are there. Every father, uh, uh, the primary objective of every father actually should be to pass on that legacy of spiritual faith to our loved ones, to our children. Because that is what holds them together. Like what Pastor says just now, you know, it is the faith in you to be able to bring out the strengths in your children, not their weaknesses. Don't point to their weaknesses. That's what my parents did to me. So that's why to, to all the children. And uh, we, I, I know, you know, my mother, and my, my mother especially, uh, my father would don't say anything. My, my father just, you know, look at you means 
you know something's wrong really. But as far as my mother is concerned, it point to you all the weaknesses, all the things that huh? you should be like your cousin, you know, you should be studying. You know. My father says, forget about studies. Work. Two different points of view, lah. but the thing is that's where I am. Like, you know. My mother wanted me a doctor, my father wanted me a businessman, so I end up being spiritual doctor. <laughs> it's okay, you know. That's all I am. All right? So therefore, focus on the family has these one-day seminars. That, uh, that are really important as far as we are concerned. One is Heritage Builders, a parenting tool that helps parents to intentionally and creatively pass on your spiritual heritage. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you tell your children something in the Bible that you can pra practically do it with them and they, they will understand? You know, children, they are very, very intelligent. We think that they are not, but they are more intelligent than you, I tell you. That's what I found out, unfortunately. The wrong end of the stick. But anyway, this is... I wish we had all the focus on the family things when I was, uh, when I was uh, having my children because I don't even have, at that time, uh, um, premarital counselling. You know? Those were the days. But anyway, we lived through it and God has been gracious. Then we also have something called parenting, a roller coaster experience. What happens? We bring the uh, parents... Uh, and the children actually together and we learn through our experiences and share together parenthood experiences and we give a seminar. One day seminar, all these are. So understand we have these uh, available and uh, if, um, if you are able to bring together a group that is interested in this, we are very, very, very uh, open and very, very uh, uh, happy to come and bring that seminar to you. Okay? So then, you know something? Proverbs 22 verse 6, we all know that very well. I hope you do. Train up a child in a way that he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And what we have uh, read just now, in the Amplified Version, it says that if anyone fails to provide for his own, and especially for those of his own family, he has denied the faith by disregarding his precepts. And it's worse than an unbeliever who fulfills his obligation in these matters. And I know of many, many uh, non-Christian parents who are really, really good parents. And sometimes, I wish you would be a Christian, uh, then uh, you could be such a model for us. But they are models. And so therefore, we as uh, parents, we as parents, we as fathers especially, we need to come up with something that can show them that God is with us and God's faith is there, whereby whatever we go through, we can stand strong and we teach them to stand strong. That's why provide here, it says, provide for the family. It means providing love, providing financial security and not only just that, as Christians, fathers are to develop an atmosphere of faith and hope whereby the family can see and follow clearly the direction ahead. You know, sometimes uh, we can be very wishy-washy about our faith. We can. And let's face it, you know, when I was, uh, when I was in the business at that time, there's not very much time for faith. Although, you know, I, I try my very best but you see, it comes a time when we need, where our faith is tested and when our children look at you and if you fail that test, you see, they say, Daddy also can do that, but why can't I? Sometimes we need to be very, very conscious of children where we are, all right? And so therefore, fathers should be living examples. Fathers should be living examples in spiritual leadership, especially. How do we pass this legacy? to our spiritual faith, uh, uh, to, to our children. How do we pass a spiritual legacy to our children? What do we need? We need, first of all, God's Word to guide us. We need God's Word to guide us. The Apostle Paul in uh, 1 Thessalonians that we read just now, he says, For you know that we, de we dealt with each one of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into His kingdom and His glory. And Paul here, he uses the analogy of a father in his dealings with the Christian church in Thessalonica, encouraging them, comforting them, urging them to live godly lives. 
And he's saying, actually, let me be your example. Let me show you the way. And he's always there, pointing the way. And Paul was a man of his word. Man of the word of God. He, Paul was someone that really knows because he has gone through the, the um, that, at that time it was the Torah and all the rest of it. But he knows what he's talking about because he understands the laws. He understands scripture. And he knew the scriptures well enough whereby he can write as he did in his, in his epistles. And for us fathers, I think that sometimes we don't know our scripture. Unfortunately, now it's not, uh, this is not a condemnation, please. I'm not condemning anyone. What I want to do is encourage, so don't get discouraged. You are discouraged, go and read the book. Okay? But the thing is, I don't want to discourage anyone, but I believe that really for us as, pa uh, as uh, fathers, what we need is to be able to stand tall and teach our children to understand the Word of God. When they don't understand, teach them. If, they don't, if we don't understand, look it up. We can always, you know, we can always say, oh, I don't know. Uh, let me look it up. I will come back to you, right? Don't say, go and ask your mother. Actually, the mother sometimes knows more than the father. But then don't do that because you need to learn and you need to say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'll look it up and I'll come back to you. And this is a way of interaction with your children. And that, that is very, very important. You see, fathers, our children need encouragement. They need our comfort. They really do. You know, when they are down, sometimes they are so down, all they need is for you to go around them and give them a hug. I don't know how many of you hug your children. You will do that when they were babies, when they were young, when they were toddlers, and you will hug them like mad, you know, and uh, you nearly squeeze them to death. But the thing is that when they grow up, when they grow up and when they become young teenagers, do you hug them? My girl is over 40 years old now. I still hug her. My, child, my, my, my son is uh, nearly 40 now. I still hug him. And my daughter-in-law, I still hug her also because she's part of the family. They are far away, so I can't hug her. Uh, I hug them, but I, I send my hugs to them. All right? But you see, this is how it is. And the thing is that, you see, these are very important. Don't, don't kind of like, oh, they are young, you don't know what to do with them. Actually, we have, we have all these bonding events also. Go into our website because I can't show you all of them because uh, we do have uh, um, bonding events, uh, father and daughter, father and son, mother and daughter, mother and uh, 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 son. You know, all these are events that kind, kind of bond you together and teach us what to do with our children. So, understand understand they need us usually what we are doing nowadays especially is we are pushing our children pushing them pushing them pushing them where academics academics i think i told you before if i ever have a car uh, uh, if i ever invent anything i'll invent a van that will have all the bathroom, they will have a kitchen, they will have all the things, and uh, changing rooms and sleeping uh, uh, rooms, so that your children, when they go to school after that, you know, you can prepare all the things. By the time they finish, they will eat and then go to tuition. When they finish tuition, then after that, they will change and go to sports, and after that, uh, they will have the bath there, and then by the time they come back, do their homework and go to sleep. You know? So therefore, but the thing is that that is not the most important thing, brothers and sisters. Our most important thing is our relationship, the way that we are able to go and be part of their lives. Their lives, you know? And when you are part of their lives, you know, they really blossom. However you look at it, they will blossom. And so therefore, their spiritual growth is one thing that we need to really encourage and much, much more. Because why? When they grow up, we are in actually investing in their lives. Investing good things in their lives. I mean, you know how to invest. I, I don't play with stocks and shares. But some of you are in the stocks and shares. They don't, you don't play. You really are into it, you know. It's not playing around. But the thing is that uh, as far as these are concerned, you know how to invest in them. You know how to invest in good things. What about the best thing that you have? Your own precious child, you are not investing in them. Spiritual values, then I think we really need to re-examine our lives again. Okay? Now, therefore, we must set the example. We need to set the example. Problem is that we don't seem to have time, isn't it? 
We don't seem to have time. All the while we don't. Nowadays, you know, last time out before the before computer and before all the rest of the things, uh, when we only have the phone, you take up you know those those phones, yeah? And then you dial. At that time, we know every uh, uh, every phone number of the most important people in our heads. Right? And then we thought, ah, computer come. Oh, we will have much more time now because why everything in computer so fast we will do. And then you know what happened? We get sucked into it and we have less time somehow. And we don't even remember my own home phone number. Because why? It is in the computer and uh, all the time you just press that, it's there. You know, quick dial, that is there. So we don't need, and when we lose our phone, oh, 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 oh gone, oh, what do, what do I do? Uh, go and look up every one of them. Uh, I lost my phone. What's your number? Who is this? You know, hey, come on, you know, let's, Let's do something and use our technology to help our children to grow, help our children to really blossom. Not just let the computer babysit. You know, a tablet. Nah, keep quiet. Then we can talk. No, that's not the way. Let's do it properly, God's way. Interact with them. Okay. All right. Let's go on. the The other thing is this. You know, as far as we are concerned we do have obstacles. We do have obstacles as far as uh, reading God's Word is concerned, I'm talking about. You know, when we read God's Word, I don't know, sometimes uh, we just spend uh, going through, we don't even know what we're doing, it's just like a machine, and after that, amen, close the book. But what are the obstacles? Let me show you, first of all, the obstacles that we face. The Word of God is not a high priority in our lives. That's why, you know. God's Word is something that we just put aside and do when we can. And God, if we cannot do it today, sorry, lah, huh? I'll make up tomorrow. Lah, huh? Okay, you don't, you, you don't get angry with me. Huh? Don't zap me. And so therefore, go to sleep. Amen. But the thing is that you see, God's word, if it is important for us, God's word must come strong. You know, if you have your Bibles, you can also turn, or I'll read to you, rather. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9. It's very, very important for us to understand and remember. What does he say? Well, he says, God says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord with God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart, not in your mind, in your heart. All right? And you shall teach them teach these words to your children diligently and shall talk to them talk of them when you sit down in your house when you walk by the way when you lie down when you rise up and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets before your eyes you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates you see, what God is telling us is that remember the Word of God. Get them into your spirit. Get them into your heart. Don't just understand it in here. Between here, the mind and the heart is only about one foot or a little bit more maybe. You know, some of us taller, got longer necks. You've got uh, uh, more than one foot. Lah. But the thing is that as far as it's concerned, bring it from here to here because here is where you keep it. Here, you lose it because you forget so therefore understand God's word that it is important for us because the word of God teaches parents are the ones who are to pass on the children not Sunday school not the youth fellowship not pastor not the pulpit these are additionals to what it is because fathers you are the one that sticks to it you are the one that brings it you know family altars some of us in the house we don't even have a family altar why? because we have no time but you see, unless you teach your children these things, you are not going to get them to do it. But getting them together, and that is where heritage builders and all this will help you. How to get them to sit down without saying, so boring. Have you heard that? You've heard this, isn't it? I've heard it so many times. So boring. Ah. Yo, do we need to read, ah, daddy? You know? Can, you've got to read or else. Well, not like that. Ah. But you see, this is where, with all this that we have, we learn how to pass on with interesting anecdotes and so on. So, important things. Don't be too busy for your children. They are only with us for a short time. After that, they are gone. That's why we have so much emptiness, you know, and, uh, uh, and that's another story. Don't, 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 don't go sidetrack. Okay? The, the next thing is poor time management. Our time is very important to us understand 
But the thing is that we don't know how to manage our time properly. We always hear this, isn't it? I don't have time. Now, I ask you to do things, I don't have time. I ask you to do that, I don't have time. Let's go for a walk, I don't have time. But you know, in a survey, people read the Bible with an average of only seven to eight minutes a day, if they ever read it at all. That is the time that they give to the most important word of God, you know. And yet, when it comes to watching TV, ah, yo, got this program, now football on, we don't even have to sleep all. You know, and then of course, uh, wow, I got this program, uh, and then soap operas, uh, some of them, wow, you know, got to chase uh, soap opera, and we are not at home that time. Uh, yeah, go record it, uh. go record, you make sure you record, uh, ask, uh, 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 you don't record, uh, afterwards uh, I come back, uh, you know what to do. Uh. But the thing is, that's a different thing. You know? So therefore, you see, the thing is that we spend so much, we bring so much importance to these things and we forgot the one thing that is most important. If we spend less time there, we will spend more time on the Word of God. Let's face it, we need the Word of God nowadays much more than ever before. And because unless we do, we are going to have a lot, a lot of problems. And more alarmingly, when it comes to our younger children, our younger generation, with information, technology, IT, nowadays I got what AI, you know, artificial intelligence or whatever. I don't know what it is because I'm not intelligent enough to understand. But the thing is that, you know, they, the survey has found that they spend at least about 12 hours a day for, on all their gadgets. 12 hours at least a day on their gadgets. Have you ever seen them, you know, all the time as they walk, they will go, as they walk, they will talk. And then when they sit down and then order their drinks, they would, oh, that's how they talk. And one time I didn't understand my son. I said, what are you doing? Oh, I'm talking to my friend. Huh? What do you talk with? Where's your friend? Nah. And he would, mm, all the way out, oh, he's talking to his friend. You know, sometimes I'm really, if we don't start it now, later on, uh, we're going to be dumb. We're going to dumb people. You know why? Because uh, we don't need to talk. What? Can we? Isn't it? Isn't it true? But you see, these are important things we need to learn. You know, there are uh, 1,440 minutes in, uh, in a day. Now, 1,440 minutes in a day, right? If we spend... 2% of that to read the Bible, we have nearly one half an hour. 2% of the day. Hey, oh, what is this to give to God? 2%. That's all. But you see, we don't. But we spend 10% at least, 20%, 30% on other things. You know. So therefore, understand, that is why Paul reminds us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 16. He says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Understand that. And then the thing, next thing, after poor management, you'll find what? You'll find lack of discipline. Lack of discipline. People who lack self-discipline don't know how to prioritize properly. That's what I'm saying. They normally will allow other things to take the place of the Bible. They take the place of a quiet time. They take the place, and family and friends and entertainment, big distraction for them. Because, ah, oh, come, let's go. Let's go and, uh, uh, what do the youngsters say? Oh, let's go for a chill out. What's chill out? I don't know. Open the fridge. <sighs> Is that chill out? I don't know. But anyway, they go out and they spend a lot of time there. But you see, the lacking is in the Word of God. Unless we parents, we teach them that the Word of God is important. Not that we, we, we bar them from going out, but what is important, what is priority in our lives. That is important. And therefore, time can pass on. And when we finish, we are too tired to read the Bible. But you see what happens is someone said this, right? The problem is not technology. The problem is lack of disciplined use of technology. We have technology, we can use it. But you see, because we are so sucked up with technology, 
our young people especially are so sucked up with that. We don't have time. We, don't, we, we, we lack that discipline to, to control this. We let technology control us. Because every day, you know, you get up, the first thing, the first thing is what is in there. Next thing is who's the friend, you know. And so therefore, the whole day you are holding either a handphone or your, your, or your whatever gadget that you use and you are lost in there. Discipline is one thing that we need really to discipline our children. Our children need that discipline, when to do things, when to do things. Have you ever tried, right? Have you ever tried taking the handphone away or, or your, uh, your, um, your, what do you call it, tablet away from your children? I tell you, they'll scream. They'll scream. I've seen them. You know, youngsters, huh, when they are in, a, in a dinner and uh, it's time to eat, take away the phone. Yeah! He goes one shot. And then you say, what's the matter? Oh, they've taken away the phone. Yeah, taken away the tablet. They can't play. You see, discipline is important. We need to really get into it. Self-discipline. Do not let the book of the law, Joshua, depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. That is what we need to do. Meditate on the Word of God and teach them to do that. Teach them to be disciplined in these things. Right? Some of you may think, wow, so boring when I like that. No, it's not. Because the Word of God, when you read it, it comes alive to you and you will be able to understand the goodness that there is there. Then the next thing is a lack of commitment. Lack of commitment means what? Now, I'm, not, I'm talking about commitment to uh, spiritual matters, okay? That is more important. For most fathers, talking to their children about business, about other things is okay. It's talking about um, things like uh, sports is okay, no problem. But when you talk about moral truths, when you talk about spiritual matters, go and talk to mommy. Why? Because you don't want to talk about those things. Somehow, you know, that commitment is not there. You know what happened? You look at the life of David, King David. He was a man after God's own heart, isn't it? The Bible says. But he was not totally obedient to what God uh, instructed. And we know the story of his lust and all that. Uh, you, 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 don't let, you don't have to have me to, uh, to, to, to tell you that. And also, you see, he was not able to guide his son Absalom at that time. Absalom, at that time, he was not able to guide him in the way of the Lord. And Absalom, what happened? He knew his father's moral failures. And when, uh, he, uh, um, when he came to that, he too lived that kind of immoral life. And he rebelled. But of course, he was killed. And when David heard of his death, he mourned for his death, mourned for Absalom. And he probably also thought to himself, what have I done wrong? The thing that he has done wrong, of course, is that he has not given to um, not given to his, uh, his son Absalom what is really necessary, lacking commitment to bring up his son in the way of the Lord properly. Then the last thing is uh, this. You know what is hindering us? What are the obstacles? Spiritual warfare. Sometimes we don't. Because our mind is dulled to the things of God because we are so committed to other things, the obstacles that have come in the way that we forget that there is spiritual warfare going on even in the home, even in our lives. And what happens is that when these things come along, we do not know. You see, Satan's, Satan, that God of this world, is totally different. He will do anything to keep us from the Word of God. That's for sure. You know, he will distract us here, distract us there. But you see, the Word of God is so important in our lives and especially, you know, to us Men, I'm talking about men. Women, I see, you know, I see my wife. Oh, she can be on it all the time. But for me, I can't sit still for, for, for half an hour. You know, I've got to get up and do things and so on. But you see, you've got to discipline ourselves be such to know that it is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare that really is coming in whereby it takes away. Satan is aware that if we are able to have, God, if we are able to have God's word in our life, then we really have power. But if we don't have, then you see, we lack that power to overcome temptations. We lack the power to overcome things that we could have passed on to our children. You know? And so therefore, Hebrews chapter 12 there, it says, uh, chapter 4 verse 12, For the word of God you see, is a living and powerful, edge, uh, uh, powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. 
Satan is defeated once we dig into the Word of God with diligence. And then we can pass it on to our children and our children then will stand strong. So how, what can we learn from all this? Let's have some practical applications. It's not just talk, you know. It's not just looking at it. Practical applications that we can come to. You know, we know, uh, we do know, we do understand parents are not 100% responsible for our children's choices, choices that they make. We know that. I mean, we can't, we can't go all the way with our children. They have a free will. They have a free choice. We can guide, but we cannot dictate. All right? So this is very important for us. And so therefore, we, there are things, some things we can do to help them along. We can help by showing them, first of all, recognizing our lifestyle. Recognize our lifestyle. That is very important because, you see, fathers as head of the house is a responsibility to lead the way. We lead how? By example. Do some reorganization, perhaps, whereby you can become a man of purpose for your children, where your children can see what you are doing. Your children can know that what you do is really after God's heart. Children learn through what? Children learn through seeing what goes on in the home. Now, I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you something. When I got married that time, I purposed in my heart that I will not quarrel with my wife. I told the Lord, I will not quarrel with my wife. Now, why did I do that? Because I have learned from my parents where if they don't quarrel in one week, something is wrong. Every day, alternate day, they will be at each other's throats. But the thing is that, you know, after that, they may come and they're okay. But the thing is that, you know, it creates so much disharmony within the home because you will hear them yelling at one another, you know, and then uh, the, the father... Uh, you know fathers, you know, men, men, you know, sorry, I'm not, I'm not at you. He said, Cantonese say, what I say goes, that's it, you know. And then the mother says, who says so? And then, ah, you'll go on again. So I purposed in my heart that when I got married, I will never quarrel with my wife. This is, my 46th year in marriage. I married it 46 years. I've kept that promise. I've never quarreled one day with my wife. Now you may say that that is impossible. We have differences, we have conflicts. But the thing is that, you know, like the Bible says, do not let your son go down on your anger. And at the same time, I do not need to raise my voice. We can always talk sensibly as husband and wife. And I tell you this honestly, simply because I just want to, not, not in boasting, but I tell you that uh, it can be done because we walk the way of God. We walk the way that God would want us to walk. And our children see it. Our children see what we do and how we express ourselves to one another, how that love cannot, can, can be just a big hug for one another. I hug my, I hug my wife, uh, Oh, umpteen times I tell you a day uh, uh, when I'm around. And uh, my children see it. And my children love it. And I will hug them as well. And why? It is because it is a, a lifestyle that we are living whereby I can show them how a loving marriage can be like. And so therefore, you see, we need to do these kind of things. Living lives that are consistent. And I remember my son, therefore, later on in life, when uh, during one of our anniversary, he wrote back to us uh, from, from the US. He says, Mom, Dad, happy anniversary. If I ever get married, at that time he was not married yet. If I ever get married, I want to pattern my life after yours. It's a lifestyle that we live. And that's how it should be, you know. Don't be like me. When I, my, my, when I get married, I told, my, uh, uh, I, I told the Lord I won't be like my father and my mother. Why? Because it's a wrong approach. And so therefore, in all these things, we can, we can purposely change and reorganize our lifestyle. 
Reorganize it in such a manner. It's not too late, you know. Whatever it is, whether you have lived uh, 30 years, 40 years, it's not too late. You can go on and you can still reorganize your life. And so therefore, this is where in Psalm 90, verse 12, it says, teach us to number our days, make the most of our time, in other words, that we may gain a heart of wisdom or grow in wisdom. Teach us to number our days. How many are our days? 95, 96, maybe my dad was a 97, you know, when he passed on. But the thing is that, you see, teach us to number our days so that we can make the most of our time, make the best use of our time. Be an example to those round about us. Be an example to our children, right? And so therefore, understand. Then the next thing that we need to do is revitalize your relationship with God. For us, especially men, you know, we've spent so little time with God. Really, really, really. We spend so little time with God. It's about time we revitalize and reorganize our time so that our time with God is such that God can be part and parcel of us. There are many, many things that God can, can, can come. God can touch us. God can really open our eyes to see so many things and God can lead us on, you know, uh, uh, in so many things. Like uh, what, what, uh, what, what was said earlier, huh? you know, when we are in business, when business sometimes uh, we say, oh, we cannot do this, you cannot do that, we, we cannot bribe, we cannot, how to get business? At that time, I purposed in my heart, I won't give bribe, I won't do under table, uh, um, um, uh, under table money. And you know what I did was, I said, God, I want to honour you. And during the course of time where there are, I, that's why I never did, no, any government people here, please uh, uh, forgive me, because uh, I said I will never do government business. Because why? There's a lot of uh, um, under table, over table, up to the top table, you know. So I won't do that. But the Lord gave me other business. And my, when, when the Lord called me out that time, the business was actually uh, a multi-million business. But then the Lord called, I had to follow. So forget about being millionaire, you know. My millionaire, God said, I'm your millionaire. Okay, count him. And so therefore, let's revitalize our relationship. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40 and 41, let us search out, let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord and lift us, uh, let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. Jacob, remember Jacob, he may not be a perfect father, yet if you go back and read Genesis chapter 37 to 42, you'll find that his life was consistent in righteousness, living his life in such a manner that he loved and cared for his children. You know, good enough, good times, bad times. Yeah, he had his favourites, but that is beside the point. When you read the life of Joseph, where did Joseph get all his input from? From the home. That is why when Joseph went through a, such a hard life until he became Pharaoh's number two, he lived by godly principles. Where did he get his godly principles? In the home. In the home. And who teaches them? Fathers teaches them. In those days, fathers are the ones who teach us. You know? And so therefore, throughout all these things, what we, are what we are leading to is that when we have temptation, we need to know where to go. And that's God's word. And so therefore, revitalize our relationship with God so that we can teach our children. And then finally, okay, time's gone, I think. Yeah. Don't worry. Recognize that obstacles can be spiritual in nature. Obstacles. Put on the full armor of God. That's what God, uh, uh, Paul says. Be a prayerful father. Be a prayerful father. Fathers, what kind of legacy are you going to leave to, your, uh, uh, leave to your children? You can say a lot of things to your children, but when you live your life, that is more important. How you live it, that has got value. You know? And it speaks loud and clear. So let me end with this story. Uh, this story and then uh, uh, that's it. Because it says, uh, th this story says that I was very, a very, very hardworking father. He wanted to ensure that his family was secure financially and to have enough for his children's education, which is what we normally do nowadays to our, to our children. And he was working uh, uh, all the time. He was at work when, uh, before his children got up and came home after they were asleep. So the children hardly see the father. Then one Saturday, he took uh, his little girl with him to work because her mother was busy. So he took him to work and at the work, she went around looking at his office and uh, then come back and said, well, Daddy, Daddy, is this where you live? Because you hardly see him. 
And I hope that it is not children, fathers, children learn through practical interaction with you, especially. Share your testimony. How many of you have shared your testimony with your children? Share what God has done with, uh, uh, for, for you with your children. Share how God has worked in your life with your children. We do that all the time with our children because they need to learn, they need to understand. And my children have learned all these and they trust God because of our lifestyle that we input into them. How do you treat your wife? It reflects very much on how they will treat their future wife. Therefore, brothers, strengthen your marriage. Strengthen your marriage and keep a good relationship with your children. Lead by example. And this is where I show you this. Now this fellow also don't work with me. I want to show you also cannot. Can you just press a brother at the back? Just, ah. You see, on Father's Day, he says, my father didn't tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch him do it. Isn't that a profound statement? Okay. And so therefore, that is the one thing that I want to live with you. And that is that we need to live a life and live a life of legacy that we can give to them whereby they can be spiritual giants in their time. And so therefore, this is focused on the family, family.org.my. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Let's pray. Father God, you are good to us. You are such a faithful God. And through you, O oh God, we have learned so much. We have learned to become men and women, O oh God, of character. Because God, you have given us the opportunity to learn through your word and to learn because of the fact that we have got peers that we can learn from. We can have uh, our, our elders that we can learn from. And through all these, Lord, enable us to live a better life, enable us to live a life that is... Uh, live by your word and to be strengthened by what you have uh, entrusted to us and that your word will give us that assurance, O oh God, of your presence. We give you thanks. Lord, bless every father, bless every family because we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you.